Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. All right, all right. Thank you guys so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today's guest is a dynamite guest. I'm super excited to introduce you to Jason Sircone. Jason, welcome to the show. Tori, thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of your show, and I'm very excited to get this opportunity to connect with you and your great listeners. It's going to be a good time today. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, who you help, and all the things. All the things. How much all time do we have? <laughs> so I I guess in, in summary, I am a podcast guesting strategist. I've been in the podcasting space since 2015, doing my own shows and Roughly a little bit before the pandemic, I started helping someone build a podcast, and that was really a light bulb moment for me. It made me realize that there are plenty of people that need this type of assistance, and with my experience and love of podcasting, I knew I could be a valuable asset. So shifted my business focus towards that, and then over the past year, a little more than a year, I've been working specifically on guesting and really helping Coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs understand how much value there is in powerful guesting strategies. And I know a lot of people will go on podcasts, they'll look to grow their brand, but they really don't have a plan of action. And that can show. There's really a lot to take advantage of. And I've built a very comprehensive program that helps them do that. So strictly working with coaches and consultants, but I know they are aligned with me in regards to their messaging, which was why I made that choice. And I'm looking to help them bring their message to the world and take their brands, as I say, from unknown to undeniable. I love that. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people think when they think of podcasting and how they can use it for marketing, they think that they have to be a host, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to be a host. And so it's, it's nice to have kind of the different perspective and have someone like you who can teach people how to put a plan in place and not just start going on shows and just having conversations randomly, but having like a, a strategy and a plan to make it the most effective use of their time and hopefully see an ROI. So I love that you're putting together um, that uh, to help your clients and help, you know, people in the podcasting space. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've told podcasters what I do and they're extremely happy about that because oftentimes they'll have guests. And as a podcaster, Tori, I'm sure you can attest. A lot of times hosts are unprepared. They don't show up with value. They show up to sell. Yeah. They don't promote the interview after it goes live. They do nothing with the content. They just ghost you. And there's a lot of missed opportunities when you do that as a guest. Yeah. And to go back to your original point, when you were saying that most people think that you need to have your own podcast. Yes, absolutely. That's one of the misconceptions about this platform. In order to leverage it, you need to have your own show. Mm. And that's absolutely not the case. I, I've worked with people and spoken to many more that simply use this as a means of 
making great, valuable, lucrative connections. They use it as a networking platform and they use it to amplify their message globally and connect with ideal customers. These are all, that's not all, that's just a couple of the very powerful benefits that are baked into effective podcast guesting. And if you don't have your own show, that's fine. I'll, I, I've talked people out of starting a show and said, <laughs> be a guest instead. You may just fall in love with doing that and find that it serves your brand. Or you may follow up with podcasting as a whole and say, okay, now I've got some experience under my belt. I've found my confident voice. Let's start a show and see what we can do with this. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I started my show, the Creative Visionaries podcast in February of 2022. So, uh, and I started it and I'm kind of an introvert, surprising to you guys. Um, but it was it was a push no for me. It was a, a way for me to get out of my comfort zone and start mm-hmm. something different. And so it, it's kind of, I've, I went the opposite direction. I started as a host to get through my confidence issues and work through all that. And then now I'm really leveraging the guesting part of things because now I get to be on the other side of the mic, right? And I get, get yeah. to show up and have the conversation, have a good time. And then, you know, I'm done. And once they publish <laughs> the episode, I get to promote it and do all the fun things. So it's like, oh, I like both sides of this. <laughs> all it's Both sides are phenomenal. Like I said, I've been, excuse me, I've been doing this since 2015. So I started as a podcast host myself, and at that time, yeah, I didn't think there was another way. Just once you gain some experience, you can start to realize there are different approaches you can take. But for me, it was the same approach. I wanted to break out of my comfort zone to some degree. I've always been pretty extroverted. I had a radio show in college. I've always loved having great conversations with people. So there was a pretty natural transition in place, but I still had to figure out how to communicate how to tell a good story, how to be compelling and actually give people a reason to want to listen to me. Absolutely. I started on that end as well as many people do, but now as the podcast medium has grown and evolved, there is a lot of opportunity because a lot of people are starting shows and they need experts to come on and talk about what they're good at. As long as your expertise aligns with the content of that show, the opportunity is golden for you to make a significant impact and connect with your ideal audience and ultimately ideal clients at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I know we're both huge podcast promoters, fans. Obviously, we're on a podcast. We have our own podcast. So I know that mm-hmm. you you really think that it's one of the, the greatest um, digital networking platforms, right? So how mm-hmm. does a podcast differentiate uh, from other marketing mediums and what sets it apart to be the greatest in your opinion? For me, the ability to have those powerful conversations with the host, you, you create opportunities for yourself before the interview even goes live. And if you think about the connection that you make when you sit down to have a podcast recording session, it removes some of the stress of what might be labeled as a cold call or having a sales call. You may not have an opportunity to be speaking to somebody on that level unless it was in a sales situation. And you know, when there's a sales situation in in place, people immediately start putting their guard up because they don't want to be sold to. But podcasts lower that guard and they make it a much more relaxing atmosphere for both the host and the guest. So if there's chemistry, and typically when both sides show up with value in mind, they're looking to create impactful content for the audience, that chemistry is going to unfold. 
and you can really learn a lot from one another. From the host side, you may have a guest that's promoting a product that you need, or you have five or six people in your circle that could use it, or you know your audience is going to love it because that's why you brought them on the show in the first place. But because you showed up with value as that guest, the host now may feel inclined to say, I want to buy from you right now. This all sounds really good. Or, hey, I actually work with a few people that could really benefit from your service. Do you mind if I connect you? Yeah. What are you going to say? No, is the guest? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like That's what you're looking for. You want to maximize these guest opportunities, not just to make it this one-time transaction to where you show up and have a conversation and then leave and then you never speak again. Each guesting opportunity should be looked at as an opportunity to create a lucrative, valuable relationship with the person on the other side of the computer screen, the microphone. Most of the time, these are digital now. I'm so in that mindset now. Sometimes these still happen in person, but I'm so used to these being digital now. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. But <laughs> but in a way, that was good because now our audience and our connections are global, but at the same yeah. time. If you were thinking on this one-time transaction level, this won't benefit you. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking more on the long-term networking, let's see how we can work together and support one another, that's going to take you far. And mm -hmm. no other platform on the world offers that benefit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, while you're while you're talking, I've got like all these questions that I'm just popped in my head. So I'm trying to sort through and, and make sure I don't forget them. But mm -hmm. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to to um, ask you about is you talk about, you know, how this shouldn't be just a one time interaction. So and a lot of times in the podcasting space, we pre record our episodes. So it could be a certain time frame once you've recorded to the time that the episode goes live. So what do you suggest um, for that authentic networking connection? How do you maintain that from the interview to the go live and beyond? There should always be value in mind, and it goes beyond just the content that you create on the podcast platform. So, Tori, this is a perfect example 15 minutes before we sat down to record, you sent me a LinkedIn connection. And then you said, I just realized we weren't connected on LinkedIn. We've been connected on Instagram and other platforms. But that's one of the powerful ways that you can do it. Because now that we're connected on LinkedIn, we're connected on Instagram, we can continue the conversation off the mic. We mm -hmm. can contribute to one another's content. We can perhaps share something that one another puts out for their audience to see that we feel would be valuable to our audience as well. These are all part of the relationship building process. Yeah. A tip that I give everyone is instead of being that person, and we all know this person, you don't hear from them for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden they send you a text. Hey, what's going on? Your mind immediately goes, what do they want? Right. They're, they're about to ask me if they can borrow my truck or if they can have me help them move this weekend, right. whatever. They're going to want a favor. So don't be that person. Be someone that, finds an article that might be related to the conversation that you had yeah. and then say, Hey, I just, I just stumbled on this. I thought it was really good. It, it really appealed to me because this is what we talked about on the podcast. Take a look. Yeah. So you're continuing to build on this relationship and just being a genuinely good human being while doing it. So you don't have to make it look transactional. Yeah. You're actually, you're sharing something with that person that's going to help them grow. Yeah. So yeah. little things like that, really, if I could summarize this whole point, is just be a good person. Do what you would normally do if you're looking to become friends with somebody. Right. And think of all the good that you can bring to their world. And hopefully that's going to be reciprocal. 
Yeah. And I think that's being genuine and being a real person is, um, not as common these days. Like I think it's, it's getting, especially in the social platform and LinkedIn and that sort of thing. A lot of people are like, Hey, uh, we connected. How can I jump on a call with you and sell you my product? And it's just like, Oh yeah. my gosh. And, and I love, I love that you mentioned that and make that a point that you should just be a real person because that's really where the, the organic, the authentic, those relationships start from and they build over time. And it's, it's meant to be like that because I think that's more natural. And I think it's, it's, it's a better relationship that you can harness and build um, when you come in from an authentic uh, approach versus a what can I get from you or what can you yeah. give me kind of a approach. I agree with you 100%. I feel it makes you stand out, especially sure. because so many people do exactly what you just said. They come on to Inst or they come on Instagram, they come on to any platform. LinkedIn is probably the biggest right. cesspool for this, but for whatever reason, they feel their offer is what you woke up looking for that day. Yeah. And instead of having any type of conversation to see if it even makes sense, they're selling to you on the first yeah. message. Yeah. And it's they painful. can 10x my salary for sure by tomorrow. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got this cookie cutter system that everybody can benefit from. And it's just yeah. simply not how the world operates. And I always just immediately try to sell them my product in return. Just to see what happens. <laughs> or more, I, I don't expect anything to happen, but if it did, I would say, all right, now we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is not you how You need to change your approach. <laughs> right. And again, it's never translated to any sales, but I also know that it's going to lead to the radio silence that I'm looking for from that person because I really don't want to have this nothing more than a sales transactional type of relationship with anybody. Yeah. There's really nothing to gain from that. If I'm looking to refer somebody, maybe I'm working with a person or have a call with a person that isn't necessarily a fit for what I do, but I know somebody that could really help them and give them what they need. I'm going to refer them to the person that was good to me, that actually wanted to have a conversation and network and get to know me and what I'm doing and what I'm building. I'm going to send that person that way versus someone that just tried to sell to me yeah. and took no time to learn about what I'm doing. It's... Yeah. Funny that people think that works. Maybe for some people it does. I don't know. It doesn't work on my in my world, but <laughs> well, let them have everybody. it, right? Because then that makes us stand yeah. out. <laughs> absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, so one of the other points that I wanted to make is, um, you know, how podcasting is such a huge platform for marketing on the consumer side of things. Like we've kind of talked about the guesting and being a host and networking and that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. on the consumer's perspective, what I really like, and maybe you can expand on this, is how podcasting, they, I always hear people say like, you're in the ears of your consumers. Like literally, they are focused on one thing. They're most of the time focused on one thing while they're listening mm -hmm. to your podcast. But can you talk about how podcasting in a marketing sense is beneficial on that end because of that level of connection that you get with your consumers? Think about the world we live in right now. Everything is this quick, short form, 15 to 30 second videos. Everybody's on the go. They're looking at the next thing before they're finished with the current thing. But with podcasts, you're right to where you're in their ear for an extended period of time. Whatever the length of that show is, you've got their attention. Now, mm -hmm. They may be doing something else. They may be driving. They may be on public transit. They may be walking the dog or at the gym. But you're still in their ear. They, you've got their attention. They tuned into that podcast for a specific reason. Something jumped out about that title. 
or they're just an avid listener of that podcast and they listen to every episode knowing their life is going to be more enriched because of it. So you've got this significant period of time to truly make an impact on somebody's life. You're not going to get that on any other platform. And if you waste that opportunity by going into a sales pitch or not bringing value, not being compelling, you're wasting opportunity. You're not respecting the fact that you have such an awesome chance to captivate somebody in that period of time and really showcase why you're a resource that can deliver them the transformation that they seek. If you're not thinking on that level, you're not doing this right. And that's when, you know, when I speak to podcasters, I tell them go beneath the surface. When you're asking questions, you've got to be more engaging when you're the guest you need to be a captivating, we'll use your word, visionary. You need to be a person that is going to bring value on every facet, in every facet, at every juncture. Because when people tune into a show, uh-huh. they are looking for a solution. They're looking for maybe a new perspective, maybe to just be entertained and to escape their world for a little bit. Yeah. If you don't provide that, if they learn in the first few minutes that this is not happening, they're going to jump off that podcast and jump to another one. Yeah. So that's so one of the big words. Never start off your show with, well, let's do some housekeeping first, because that's <laughs> one of the biggest reasons why you might lose somebody. Because like, I didn't show up for housekeeping. You told me I was going to learn X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Get me to X, Y, and Z as fast as possible. So capitalize on every minute that you have somebody's attention, because that is so precious in our world today. Attention is the greatest commodity. If you can leverage it properly, you're going to go far. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important for the host to take on that responsibility and take that approach because otherwise the the listeners aren't going to be engaged, like you said. And so one of the biggest things when I'm looking to bring guests on is, you know, do they align with my core values? Do they have something that they can share of value? Do they have a story that can help others? Do they have tips or advice that can help not only myself or my listeners, but other people within the space? And that's really the qualifying factor when when I bring on a guest and and essentially, you know, as a guest myself, I want to be that person to bring value instead of just like, Hey, I'm here. Tell me, you know, what do you want me to talk about? And so I think, you know, shifting that perspective and making sure that one, the host is bringing on the right guests and two, the guests are coming with the right approach makes all the difference in the end result of that podcast episode. 100%. I think, you know, from the guest's perspective, Really, what you're looking to accomplish is to make those connections, to grow your network, to bring new people into your orbit. And the only way you're going to do that is if you truly position yourself as a resource. Uh And that's not just for the audience. That can be for the podcaster as well. So if if you've got a one sheet or a media kit or you've got a profile where you have a, a section where you can put questions that you can give to that podcaster, do not waste that piece of real estate. Utilize that section of your profiles to really provide conversation starting questions. That way, the podcaster, regardless of their experience, this may be their first podcast ever. They may be podcasting or they may have been podcasting for the past five, 10 years. You give them this information. Not only does it lead to engaging conversation, but it's going to be teed up for your expertise to be catered to. 
Yeah. So don't just put questions like, tell me about yourself. What was it like to write a book? It's very <laughs> surface level. Right. And a lot of podcasters that don't think on the level of I need to be engaging and make this captivating are just going to ask that question verbatim. Yeah. And then you'll provide the same canned response that you've provided a hundred of other times. And yeah. it just doesn't create compelling content. But if you go a little deeper and say, tell me about the time, tell me about a time when you were writing your book that you hated every word on the page and you just wanted to hit delete and start the whole damn project over again. That's captivating. That may, that may make that person say, wow, no one's ever asked me that. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. People love a good story. And if it's something they've never talked about, it's going to get that person excited to tell a new story, to take a new spin on things. Yeah. So you have to think on a new level, especially with the number of podcasts that are out there for people to choose from. If yours isn't grabbing their attention and then keeping it, they're off to another show. And that's the last thing you want if you're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. For sure. One of the the benefits, too, of podcasting is that it helps you build authority and it makes you a thought leader in that space or in your space. So can you tell me how... How and when did you realize that you were a thought leader in the podcasting space? No, I got a phone call a few months ago. I'm kidding. No, it, for <laughs> me, it was, <laughs> no, it was really what I, when I was looking at what a thought leader brings to the table, it, it, it's more of this engaging, powerful message. And that's what, when I looked at how I was looking at podcast guesting myself and then showing others how to do it realized it was on a different level. And that's what made thought leadership come to mind for me. I knew that I wasn't just another booking agency that was going to find some shows and get people booked because that happens a lot. Now I'm not saying that's not every podcast agency. There are some great ones out there and I've worked with many of them in a number of different capacities, whether it was for my show or other endeavors, but there are some that will give you this guise of we're going to get you on every great podcast in the world, but then the outreach is very minimal. Yeah, It's not value picked. And for me, the biggest thing is they're not preparing their new client for how to maximize their time, how to yeah. really get the most from guesting. That was when I knew, okay, I've elevated all of this. That puts me in thought leadership status myself. I want to show others how to do the same thing. I want them to accomplish this status in their niche. Because once you get to that point, people look at you and your brand a lot differently. Yeah. And you think about us as humans, if we've got an issue, if we've got a problem we want to solve, we are going to go to two different people. More than like, I should say, we're going to go to them. We're going to find two different people. We're going to find somebody that's ill-prepared and does not have good information and is just trying to scam us. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to find the people that are thoughtful They've really put their time and their energy into perfecting these answers, and they know how to give you the solution that you're looking for. Tori, I don't know about you, but I'm going with person B. Yeah, for sure. That That's the person that we are going to trust. That's the person that we're going to learn from, and their content speaks to that. All of their messaging speaks to that. When they go on podcasts themselves, they're exemplifying that with every word they say. To me, that's what makes not only good content that people listen to, but it makes you stand out. So if you want to reach that thought leadership status, you have to think on that level. And the podcasts that you go on, as long as they align with your mission, your message, and your objectives, they're going to provide you with the perfect stage. 
to make it happen and to make it happen effectively. Yeah. And you mentioned um, branding. And so in thought leadership, you know, being, being able to establish a brand or, or have a brand is uh, important as well. So like in my business, I do digital marketing. And so I do brand strategy for companies and uh, businesses. And so I, I'd love to get your perspective on branding from a podcast um, perspective. What, what what's different or how are there any differences in branding yourself as a podcaster or branding yourself as a podcast guest versus branding in the company or business state? Well, I think this platform, it it's the perfect stage for building your personal brand. You can, of course, bring your company and, and everything that you do with your company into play. But at the end of the day, humans do business with humans. Mm-hmm. So having that length of time in someone's ear, as we spoke about a few moments ago, gives you a great opportunity to grow that know, like, and trust factor that's going to give the person what they need to associate themselves with you and your brand. It basically becomes an extension. And when it comes to branding, Tori, as you know, it's it's all about story. People really attract or get attracted to brands that have a powerful story that they can resonate with. Yeah. So we're else in the world is better to show up and tell that good story to give people some reasons to understand who you are, what you do, where you want to take people and how you're going to get them there. Yeah. For me, nothing is stronger. There's really nothing more valuable than having these powerful conversations. And again, you're making a great connection with the person that you're speaking with, but the greatest thing about podcasting is now it can be shared with the world. This yeah. message can connect with people that want to resonate with will mm-hmm. resonate with it. And in many cases, somebody may hear me today and not resonate with what I do and who I am. And that's okay because we all don't resonate with everyone. Absolutely. But the right people may want to get in touch with me and have a deeper conversation and learn more about how I could take them to the next level. That's what this is all about. And that's branding at its simplest point is just telling a great story and finding the right people to connect and engage with that story. So they become more of a brand advocate. They want to learn more. They become loyal. And most of all, they trust you even to a point where they start referring other people to you. Say, you got to listen to Tori's podcast. You've got to check out Jason brand. You got to do these things. You know, this is something that we're all striving for. And the podcast platform is the greatest stage to let that unfold. Yeah. And so we've kind of talked about the positive side of things, but what about on the negative? Like what do people overlook or what do they ignore in the podcasting space, the benefits of podcasting? What are the common mistakes of things that they overlook and that they don't take advantage of? Well, one that I mentioned before was going into sales mode. Mm -hmm. And I think from both angles, from the guest side and the host side, the golden unwritten rule is that it's all about the listener experience. You have to be creating content that people are going to want to listen to. Now I I know that to be true for my own consumption habits, but I also know it for my own creation habits. My first podcast was a shit show. (laughs) Some of the episodes were good, but some of them were, I'm like, I look back and I can't believe I even put those out, (laughs) but I was very green at that time and just didn't know, but yeah. I wasn't thinking about what the listener was experiencing on the other side. I was just thinking about that was a lot of fun. Everyone's yeah. going to love that. When it's like, no, from an audio standpoint, this isn't fun. <laughs> so you have to think on that level with what you're putting out 
to people. And if you go into sales mode, it's like it's three in the morning and you turned on the infomercial and someone's chopping a shoe in half with a big sharp knife. Like buy this knife, look what it can do. Like, no, no one's turning in, tuning into a podcast for that. You're yeah. tuning in for value. They're tuning in for powerful conversation. They're tuning into, like I said before, escape their world for a few minutes and, and just fall in with a podcast and let that entertain them until their heart's content. So that's one of the big things I see people doing is just showing up to sell Probably the biggest mistake that people that are leveraging the guest side are making is not sharing the content once it's live. Yeah. And there's a, and now Tori is a podcaster, you know, if I were to ghost you after this conversation and you never hear from me again, you'd be pretty upset. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> She was wringing my neck for, every, yeah, yeah. for everybody. Yeah, angry face <laughs> wringing my neck for everybody in audio land. Yeah, but I know it as well as a podcaster. When yeah. you think you've got something really valuable that that person's going to be proud to share, and you give them assets to share, you take time to create those assets, and they never even respond to your email. It's frustrating as hell. So yeah. from the podcaster side, they're never going to invite you back. Because yeah. they know you do nothing with it. But from the guest side, this is a piece of content that other than you showing up to provide your expertise, someone did all of the heavy lifting for you and created this. Yeah. This is now a piece of evergreen content that you could present to your audience and continue building social proof that you truly are a thought leader and you know what you're talking about. Yep. Why would you not share that content? Yeah. It is mind-boggling to me. Podcasts are great because you can repurpose this content in a number, number of different ways. And the great thing is many podcasters will create the content for you and say, here, share this. Like, cool. All I have yeah. to do is give it to my social media team, or if I'm a solopreneur, share it myself. But yeah, some podcast guests don't do anything, and it just makes me question why they even bother. Yeah. Why take the time? You can't expect the world to fall at your feet because somebody else had you on their podcast. Uh -huh. Take that time. And I, and I, I honestly don't expect the world to fall at your feet, even if you do share it, but you're not putting it out there. You're not putting it for, out in a place where people can find it and continue to learn from you. It's a huge miss. Yeah. Because this opportunity. is huge. You, you cost yourself more and more opportunities to say, or to have your audience say, Hmm. I am following the right person. They know what they're talking about. I have a page on my pod on my website that has every podcast that I've made a guest appearance on. I don't expect anybody to go to that page and sit there and listen to every episode. Now, if they want to, they are more than welcome to. Yeah. But I look at it more from the standpoint of they can look at all the shows that I've lent my expertise to and collaborated with those hosts. Say, wow, he's talking about podcast guesting on all of these shows. This is great. Yeah. Maybe they find one that stands out. <laughs> exactly. It goes right yeah. back to what you said before. Yeah. Establish your establishes your authority and truly showcases that thought leadership that you need to take your brand from unknown to undeniable. I love that. Now let's talk about measuring because in the marketing space, we talk about KPIs, key performance indicators, measurables. How do you um, measure a six, the success of a podcast? What are those measurable KPIs for in your perspective? It's not download numbers. 
we'll, we'll <laughs> blow that out of the water real quick. Cause I know that's a big one that podcast. I look at it as a plague because so many podcasters get started, get fixated on a, on an arbitrary download metric thinking it's not big enough. And then saying, eh, I guess this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And you look at all the podcasts that have pod faded. That's a big reason why. And that's why I will scream from the mountaintops until I fall off the stool. You cannot get fixated on download numbers, especially you know, if you're building a show, don't look at your stats for six months. Yeah. Sure. There are things you can learn from your statistics, but in those first six months of podcasting, you need to get better at your craft. Mm-hmm. So focus on the quality of your shows, the quality of your conversations. Let the numbers fall into place because you have content people want to listen to. Yeah. If you're a guest and you're judging which shows you're going to be on based on how many downloads they say they're they're getting, big missed opportunity because you could end up talking to an audience of 20 people. Maybe every single one of them hangs on your every word. Maybe yeah. they all want to become clients. What are you you're going to turn them all away? That's what you're doing if you say, well, they don't have enough downloads on that show, so I'm not going to give them my time. <laughs> if the if their objectives align with yours, Take some time and be a part of it because you never know. Maybe your interview is the one that makes them blow up. Absolutely. It's those to me that that's where people get really thrown off with this. And that's why I'm here to say, do not get fixated on downloads for me in regards to KPIs and really gauging value in this. It's not always numbers based Mm -hmm. for me. It's, it's relationships and it's content quality. Yeah. I don't think there's a single podcaster out there. And Tori, you said you had started as we sit and speak less than a year ago. Yes. I guarantee if you go back and listen to episode one of your show, you feel much more confident about your skills as we sit and talk today. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. The, for sure. the, the more you do this, the better you get, you get more comfortable. You start to find your voice works the exact same way from the guest side. You can't just show up on day one. And be the most per- engaging podcast guest in the world. It takes time to really find confidence in how you tell your story yeah. and how you present yourself. Once you get there, there is a ton of value to be found. But if you're not willing to take those steps and keep value front of mind, keep the content quality engaging, give people a reason to want to listen to your message. It's really hard to get anywhere. So those are the things for me that when I'm looking at how this can grow your brand and and, and bring more people in, it starts with those foundations. If you can build a strong foundation on which to build and leverage this platform for the networking capabilities that it has, that's how you can start to grow. That's how you can start to bring new people into your world. It's not exactly a numbers-based thing. And I wouldn't sit here and say, oh, well, yeah, you can 10x your income if you become a podcast guest. That's not necessarily going to work. Now, there are ways that you can leverage those types of beliefs and and really focus in on what can come into your world if you're doing it right. Maybe 10x is too small a number. You never know. But if you're not focused on those core fundamentals and those core foundations at first, it's real hard to get any type of traction. Yeah. I, you know, it's, um, I love that you mentioned relationships as a KPI because I am a strong believer in that. And, 
you know, that was the basis for me starting my podcast was building relationships, opening up my network. And so a lot of people are so fixated on a number or a percentage or whatever it might be, but sometimes there's more value that you can't measure by a number with a relationship. And so, you know, you just, you never know the opportunities that you're going to get from, you know, connections that you make a year ago, two years ago, two months ago, whatever it might be. Because if you come from a servant's heart and the, the mindset of building relationship, like we've talked about building that authority and authentically, you know, be connecting with people, then I think that the, the KPI or that, that return on investment is going to be more, more than you can measure in any number that you'll see. Absolutely. And and that's why with this initiative, it's more, it, it's a PR initiative. It, it's a way to truly get your message expanded. Mm-hmm. And again, it's in my opinion, strategic. It's not just, well, we'll go on some podcasts and do some talking and it's going to change the world. No, like there has to be strategy behind your development of skills, building that foundation, and then finding the right shows that make sense. Mm-hmm. If you get shows that make no sense, what's the point? Because your message is not going to resonate with that audience. The best you're going to get is practice, but that's even a little far-fetched because you're not going to be getting served questions that make sense for you. Yeah. So in order to develop properly, it makes more sense to connect with people in your space, in even adjacent to your space, but where your target audience is hanging out, whether they be the host or whether they be the audience, it's just going to serve you and your brand for a much longer period of time in a much better way. 100%. Totally agree. Love it. Well, okay. So I know you and I can have this conversation go on for days and days and days, but (laughs) (laughs) let's be succinct here. And let me have you add a final piece of advice or any tips that you would have for anyone, you know, starting out um, in the guesting uh, space on for podcasting. Can you give us one, one tip or piece of advice? Do not proceed without a foundational plan in place. And I know it can be sexy to just start going on shows and making these appearances because a lot of people will fall in love with quantity over quality. More shows I do, the more exposure I have, right? Not necessarily because you could start going on shows and even if they have a larger audience, if your message isn't going to hit home, it's not going to serve you at all. Now, the greatest thing to realize about podcasts, the vast majority of them are going to be around for a long time. Evergreen content is where it's at. Now, I say the vast majority is some people may take their podcast down after they decide they don't want to podcast anymore. But for the most part, people leave their podcasts active. So even if they aren't actively creating new content, their catalog still exists. So people may find that show. Like I have a podcast that I haven't produced content for in over a year, but people are still listening to it. That's why I keep it in place because it was designed to help podcasters do better at podcasting. Yeah, I want them to still have access to that information, especially because I'm seeing that there's still downloads. Yeah. So this content is something that can serve you six months, a year, five years down the road. So coming at this, knowing that you're building content for the long haul, not just looking for something that's instantaneous success, that's going to help your mindset when you're looking to be a value-driven, compelling podcast guest. And the more opportunities that you take advantage of, the more opportunities you present for yourself to truly impact the right audiences and 
bring new people into your circle. And while you're doing that, you'll get more confident with your voice. And that transcends podcasting. Because once you become more confident, you could perhaps do some public speaking engagements. Your presentations to your clients and to your colleagues are going to be much more profound. You'll have more deeper connection and conversations with your loved ones. Yeah. So this skill set isn't just about being a podcast guest. It's about leaving your mark on the world. And when I work with anybody, that's what we focus on. It's not just about being a podcast guest. Yeah. It's about truly positioning yourself to get your brand out to the world so people can experience it in the way that you envisioned when you first got started. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give anybody that's looking to embark on this platform today. Well, Jason, you've shared some a wealth of knowledge today, and I truly appreciate you coming on the show, giving me your time, giving all of us your time and your expertise to share this bit of information and just truly excited for, for our, our opportunity to stay connected from this point moving forward. What is a good place for people to reach out to you, get, get connected, learn more about how you can help them? Where would you like to send your the listeners? Tori, I feel the same way. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to connect with you and have this great conversation. I will say to everyone listening, please take a few moments to jump over to Apple Podcasts, drop a quick rating and review for Tori. She's doing a tremendous job putting this content together for you. And as a podcaster, I speak from experience. That feedback is not only something that we all treasure, but something that helps us continue to build great content for you. So take a few moments to do that. And after that, join me at jasoncircone.com slash free gift. And that's a little meta because you'll get a free gift. And I often rotate what I give away, but you'll get access to some sort of resource that will help you understand the power of being a valuable podcast guest. And since you'll be on my website, you'll have the opportunity to choose your own adventure, dive into some of the other references and resources that I have. You can listen to my podcast or you can connect with me on your favorite social media platform. So jasoncircone.com slash free gift is the destination. Jason, thank you so much. Uh, It's a pleasure having you on here today. Thank you everyone for listening. Go out there and make it a great day. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.